Come with us now on our weekly wander down Whitehall in the company of Norma Ronald, Ronald Baddeley, John Graham, and the men from the ministry, Richard Murdoch and Derek Guyler. Ministry men face a vast range of industrial and economic problems. Troubles at an atomic plant here, labor disputes at a factory there. When in doubt, they're always ready to seek the advice of a senior colleague. Well, I rang you, Minister, because I'm worried about this new plant. Things aren't quite as they should be. Oh, Mr. Lamb told you. No, it's not fulfilling its growth potential. What do you advise? Hmm? Reciting. Yes. All right, I'll do that. Yes, I'll keep you informed. Goodbye. What did he say, sir? Well, apparently a plant of this kind often has starting troubles. If things don't improve, he suggests we move the window box to a sunny... <laughs> Ambitious, really. A tomato plant in our window box. Not at all. The Home Office mob grew masses of tomatoes last year. Ended up making chutney in their duplicating machine. <laughs> you know, I remember when people had flowers in their pots. They look much prettier. Yes, yes, Mildred. But with the country in its present state, we've got to be practical, you see. We must grow all the food we can. Is that why there's watercress in the fire bucket? Yes. <laughs> Ministry of Transport are growing runner beans. The Swedes at the Foreign Office. And that chap from the Ministry of Welsh Affairs had a leak in his window box. Here's your cup, sir. Thank you. Hey, oh, this tea's a funny colour, Mildred. Sort of bluey green. Oh, yeah, well, I couldn't find a teaspoon. I had to stir it with me ballpoint pen. <laughs> oh, is that all? Yes. Very nice cup, Mildred. Asking, sir, but lots of funny things seem to have happened while I've been away. Yes, the office has gone on as usual. Why is there a pot of jam and a pound of sausages in your in tray? Ah, now, therefore, Sir Gregory, you see. <laughs> Mr. Lennox Brown, you're trying to bribe the permanent undersecretary? No, no, no. When I say there for Sir Gregory, I don't mean there for Sir Gregory. I mean there for Sir Gregory. Oh. Yes, he's brought us onto this survey of British food, you see. We've got to help the Ministry of Health have everything checked for purity. Go on. Oh, I intend to, yes. Now, there's a, a campaign to improve the nation's health, you see. Far too many of our foodstuffs, well, you know, they're not good for people. We have to get these things analysed at the Ministry of Health's laboratory and study their findings. How does Mr. Lamb feel about it? Oh, well, you know him. He's mad keen. The analysts found iron in spinach, so he's given up eating it. In case his mouth gets rusty. <laughs> and he's also turned against tea. Mr. Lamb? Yes? Turned against tea? Uh -huh. He drinks it till his back teeth are awash. Not anymore, Mildred. He heard it contains tannin, so he's given it up. He's out now, buying himself a tin of BioVita. BioVita? Is he going to paint his bicycle again? Now, now, it's his new health drink, dear. Mind you, tea may be bad for you. My boyfriend used to get this pain between the eyes every time he drank a cup. Did you see a doctor? Oh, yeah. He told him to take the teaspoon out the cup. <laughs> Mildred, could we have a bit more of the arm of the job and a bit less of the Ken Dodd? <laughs> now, we're wasting ministry time. I'm sorry, sir. A lot to be done, you see. Now, for a start, we must feed these plants. Uh, pass me the teapot, please. You're giving them tea? No, no, not that one. No, the old blue teapot with the plant fertilizer in it. Oh. Oh, the blue one. Blue one yeah. <clears throat> you know, we ought to throw that away. We don't want cracked old relics round the office. I'm back, one. Hello, Mildred. We seem to get them, though. <laughs> I'm so fit since I started BioVita, 
I feel like a young stag. Yeah, that's what you look like, an old goat. <laughs> Sit down and stop jiggling about, will you? What is about your giving up tea, Mr. Lamb? It's true, Mildred. I learned how harmful it is. Who says? It's in this month's edition of my science magazine, The New Apothecary. Listen to this. Delayed results of past nuclear tests may have polluted the tea throughout the world. I don't believe it. You should see what tea's done to my landlady's sink. And it'll do the same to your stomach. Well, what's that? It stained it all brown and left a horrible mark round the plug hole. <laughs> rubbish, too. You won't stop me drinking tea. On your own head, be it one. Look, I'll prove you're talking nonsense. Now, we've got to take these sausages over to the laboratory, haven't we? Yes. Yes, right. Well, we take some tea as well. Get them to analyse that. Good idea, then. Yes. Now, pour some in that bottle from the teapot. Now, come on, Tim. Hurry up, hurry up. We're due at the laboratory at three. Uh, Mildred and I will get the other stuff together. Yeah, all right, then. Uh, now, then. Uh, oh, what an ugly blue this teapot is. I'm glad I don't use it anymore. Welcome to the laboratory, gentlemen. Make yourselves at home. Thank you, Dr. Medler. Um... I rather hesitate to mention this, but isn't there rather an odd smell in here? Rather like burning Wellington boots. Yes, I rather think it's Mr. Lamb's left ear. He's very close to that Bunsen burner. Oh, silly me. My ear did feel hot. I thought someone was talking about me. At the moment, I'm analysing these Homburgers from the local cafe. Hamburgers, Dr. Medler? Don't you mean hamburgers? Oh, no. No, no, no. It's clear from my analysis that the manager dropped his hat in the mincer. <laughs> the public ate them just the same. It's amazing people that eat anything, no matter how much it harms their health. Oh, criminal, I call it. They should realize that keeping fit is a public duty. Look <laughs> at <laughs> me. I have to keep fit. You've gone rather pale, Dr. Medler. Perhaps you ought to lie down for yes. a moment, do you think? Well, I think I will. I, yes. I've been on my feet for 20 minutes. <laughs> People don't realise the poisons in everyday food. Some of it's fit only for the garbage bin. Garbage bin? That's a bit strong. Ah, there you are, you two. Hello, Sir Garbage. Uh, Mr. Gregory. <laughs> we've, uh, we've brought some more food for analysis. Good, good. Keep up the good work. The government's very keen on this pure food campaign. Oh, so am I, Sir Gregory. I've looked into this protein question, and for me, the answer is nuts. I can believe it, Lamb, yes. <laughs> uh, now, listen, you two. There's another aspect to this food analysis I haven't mentioned yet. Another aspect, sir? Yes, I've just had a chat with the PM. He's very keen to cut down on imported beverages. Oh, you mean coffee, cocoa, tea, that sort of thing. Exactly. Mm. An unnecessary burden on Britain's import bill. I never drink them. But, Sir Gregory, what you drink is imported from uh, Scotland. The government wants a reduction in beverage imports. So get some of these things analyzed. I've already brought a sample of tea, Sir Gregory. Ah, good thinking, ma'am. And, uh, if it should turn out that tea or coffee were harmful and we could discourage people from drinking it, well, shall I say, we shouldn't be, uh, displeased? Oh, I see, Sir Gregory. Of course, that's only a suggestion and you don't have to follow it up, no. Unless you want to keep your jobs. I've given up tea already. I've told everyone about my landlady's puckle. Well done, Lamb. You're working well lately. Now, as soon as you have Dr. Middler's reports, I want to see them. A forceful man, you're Sir Gregory. Yes, well, don't be fooled by that tough exterior. Inside, 
as a heart of stone. Are you feeling better, Dr. Medler? Me? Oh, I'm fine. Keeping fit is second nature to me. A quick lie down every hour, and I'm ready for anything. <laughs> yes. Well, now, Dr. Medler, we've brought some sausages and jam for examination. Oh, good. A healthy nation is a wealthy nation, I always say. <coughs> Would you also analyze the liquid in this bottle? We won't say what it is. I think you'll have a surprise. Oh, very well. And here's the science magazine I promised to lend you. There's a brilliant article on the peril of too many peas. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Lamb. And in return, may I present you with my latest invention, a boon to rheumatic people. Splendid. I'll have it for lunch. No, no. You don't eat it. It's a pair of medicated socks. Oh. Let's go, too, before I start going strange as well. You'll have my report on these samples tomorrow, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Exercises, Mildred. I'm slimming on the wheel. That's not a slimming wheel. Well, I couldn't afford a proper one. This is the wheel off my bicycle. I put an umbrella through the middle. <laughs> it very nearly works. Blimey. You'd better get dressed before LB gets here. He won't want to see you wearing nothing but a pair of swimming trunks and a bowler hat. The human body is nothing to be ashamed of, especially when it's preserved by careful diet. Uh, do you feel like a girl on the wheel? Oh, no, thank you, Mr. Lamb. To tell you the truth, I feel a bit grotty today. I think it's the all-night party and no breakfast. Ah, but you had a cup of tea, didn't you? Oh, yeah, I did manage that. That's what upset you, Mildred. I told you tea is bad for you. Oh, honestly. Morning, all. What about a nice cup of tea? I'll make a new pot, sir, just for the two of us. Mr. Lamb is still being funny about it. Yes, it looks pretty funny, I must say. Too, might I ask why you're standing there practically naked? You look like one of those adverts. Don't let this happen to you. <laughs> I dream I exercise this one. If you drank less tea, you too could have a body like mine. Hmm. Uh, make mine a large cup, Mildred. <laughs> Morning, you two. Not slacking, I hope. Ah, Gregory, how very nice to see you. How are the roses? And Lady Pitt... Oh, never mind it, chit-chat. Let it brown. I've come here straight from the laboratory. You look flushed, Sir Gregory. Uh, won't you sit down? Oh, there's no time for that, Lamb. There isn't even time to ask why you're romping around the office in the nude. No. We have to take urgent action. Dear me. Has Dr. Medler collapsed again? I take it that brown fluid you gave him was tea. Oh, yes, Sir Gregory. I poured it myself from the teapot. Then you'll be interested to know that he's found it totally unsuitable for human consumption. You see one? I told you. But, but I, I mean, I just can't believe it. I've been drinking tea all these years and it hasn't done me any harm. Uh, but it's only got harmful recently, you see. The delayed effects of the bomb. What? Like it said in my magazine. Well, gentlemen, our duty is clear, isn't it? Yes, indeed, Sir Gregory, yes. Uh, oh, only too clear. We know what we have to do. Oh, we certainly do, Sir Gregory. <laughs> what do we have to do? <laughs> Surely, in view of Dr. Medler's report, tea will have to be banned. And, incidentally, that'll reduce the country's import bill. Banned tea, Sir Gregory? Well, the nation would never stand for it, sir. It does seem rather drastic, sir. People might blame us. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't it be better just to discourage the tea-drinking habit of something like the, well, you know, the anti-smoking campaign? Or... Oh, yeah, that certainly worked. My landlady never smokes now. 
In fact, she's thrown her pipe away. <laughs> well, then, you seem to study this tea business carefully. Perhaps uh, you're right. Uh, one stags up. If we get people off tea, they might drink coffee instead, so imports would still be the same. Good point, Lan. Good point. I may have misjudged you in the past. No, no, we don't want people drinking more coffee or cocoa. Well, then, what are they to drink, son? I've got it. Hmm? What's wrong with our home product? Good old British beer. Ooh, beer for breakfast, Sir Gregory? <laughs> Why not? They had it in Elizabethan times. Yes, Yes, yes. I want a, a big advertising campaign. Stop drinking tea. Start drinking beer instead. They drink a pint of beer a day. <laughs> Good, yes, yes. Now, you two must get this organized. Get onto that big advertising agency. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Man Grapples and Grips. We'll tackle the job at once, Sir Gregory. <laughs> Hey, these advertising offices are a bit of a change from the ministry, aren't they? It's a different world, too, you know. It's a different world. Yeah, it must be. Mm. Very much my cup of tea, if you'll pardon the expression. <laughs> Thick pink carpet, yes. mirrors everywhere, soft music, abstract drawings on the walls. And that was just the men's washroom. <laughs> now, don't let all this bowl you over, too. You'd better let me do the talking. Advertising people are a rather sophisticated set, and I speak their language. Oh, isn't this a marvelous lift? I can hardly believe it's moving. It isn't. You're leaning your arm on the stop button. Oh. Just move up. Move, uh, move yes. up. Yeah. Move up. Now, we want the uh, 28th floor. My word, we're there already. Yes, it was an express lift. <laughs> Not like the one at the ministry, where old Matthews pulls it up with a rope and tries to catch your fingers in the gates. Uh, where now? Well, we're to see the account executive, Mr. Cade. Oh, that may be him coming down the corridor now. You mean the man in the mauve shirt and pink trouser suit? Hello, hello, hello. Mr. Lennox Brown and Mr. Lamb, isn't it? That's right, yes, it is. Well, my name is Cade. Burlington R. Cade. Very <laughs> sweet of you to come personally, so let's toddle inside and meet my copywriter, Miss Pringle, shall we? Yes. Oh, Prue, sweetie, here are Mr. Lamb and Mr. Lennox Brown. Hello there. Sit down and make yourself comfortable. Miss Pringle will guide us creatively through this campaign. This tea campaign, I see it as a hard sell, a consumer saturation project. You know the sort of thing I mean. Uh, yes. Oh, yes. Or, to put it another way, no. <laughs> I can only get the message across if I really believe it. And I believe in tea. I see a national campaign with a psychological angle. Uh, you're never alone with a teapot. Uh, golly gee, drink more tea. Uh, no, no, just a moment, madam. You see, we don't want people drinking more tea. The campaign is to make them drink less, see. Well, I believe in that, too. I mean, same thing applies. A psychological campaign with subtle slogans like, uh, have no truck with this poisonous mug. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is funny. The point is, the government wants to get people to drink beer instead of tea. Now, do you think you could handle that for us? Indeed, we can, Mr. Lennox Brown. We shall mount a massive campaign to tell the nation that tea is terrible and beer is beautiful. Oh, oh I say, that's rather a good phrase, Prue. Uh, jot it down. We'll use the sex angle on beer. It, uh, it worked very well in last year's campaign to sell prunes. <laughs> 
just leave it to us, gentlemen. We'll assort them through every outlet. Really? I mean, posters, <laughs> cinema, TV commercials. TV commercials? Of course. They'll be our main weapon. A series of incisive, modern adverts punching the message home. As soon as they're made, we'll let you see them in our viewing room. <laughs> This is fun, isn't it? Our own free film show. We'll only be seeing the commercials, too. When I'm at the pictures, I like the adverts best. Do you think the girl will come round with the ices? Of course. (laughs) This is a private cinema. Now, be quiet. They're just going to start. Uh, Yes. Nigel, I want you to take me away from here. I can't stand Mark anymore. I put up with his violence, his gambling, his affairs. But now, now he's got this filthy habit. You don't mean not... Yes, he drinks tea. (laughs) In bed. Jolly good one. That'll put the public off tea. Shh, two. Here comes another one. Mrs. Blossom, you drank tea for years. Oh, I did. Always at it, I was. Tea, morning, noon and night. Of course, in them days, I was charring for Magnum Television. And now you drink beer instead. Has it made any difference to your life? I'll say it has. I'm chairman of the board now, and I? By the way, you're fired. <laughs> Hello, look at this next run. Hmm? A government spokesman, it says. Yeah. Run, it's Sir Gregory. Good evening. I'm here in my official capacity to tell you to drink more beer. What is your official capacity? About 12 pints. <laughs> I don't like that one much. It'll do, I suppose. Ah, this looks better. Does your baby keep you awake at nights crying? Ours used to. It's no joke when you and hubby had a busy day ahead. Now we put something special in baby's bottle. <laughs> and just look at her. Sleeping happily all night. And all day, too. (laughs) And she's put on four and a half stone. (laughs) Yes, remember the secret. (laughs) Last one coming up. Uh, It's a quickie, according to the list. Oh, look, it's that man who used to be on the TV a lot. The one with the pipe. No, throw away that cup of tea. (laughs) You know it makes sense. <laughs> My word, man, what an effective campaign. Sir Gregory will be pleased with us. Oh, dash clever, these adverts, you know. They really influence your mind, you know. Oh, yes. Mm. They persuade you to do things without your even knowing. Quite. Well, no sense in hanging about. Let's go and have a cup of tea. <laughs> Here is the news read by John Curl. The government's campaign to replace tea with beer as a national all-purpose drink has had startling effects throughout the country. At this afternoon's beer party to launch the Chelsea Flower Show, fighting broke out amongst the competitors. It's understood a lady exhibitor took exception to a judge fingering her pelagonium. She chased him round the shrubbery and caught him by the hollyhocks. Troops were called in to restore order. Some train services were delayed this morning, but British rail commuters, fortified by their early morning beer, were said to be in jovial mood. When the 8-5 from Epsom arrived at Waterloo an hour late, passengers who had been jammed in the corridors singing Oh, What a Beautiful Morning played leapfrog on the platform. They then got back in the train and went home again. Crowds in Westminster saw the Prime Minister sitting on the House of Commons roof. 
He was clutching a barrel of brown ale and shouting, This one's on the house. <laughs> it's reported that government officials are setting an example in the anti-tea campaign. In all ministry offices, beer is now the mid-morning and afternoon drink. <laughs> Is brown ale for you, Mr. Lennox Brown, light ale for me, and a shandy for Mr. Lamb. Oh, here what? Uh, oh, thank you, Mildred. Yes. Oh, dear me, I was just having a little sleep. I haven't quite recovered from yesterday's beer breaks. <laughs> beer drinking certainly having an effect on people. Mm. Miss Lurker as admin actually smiled this morning. Everyone's much more cheerful. <laughs> what about the hall porter? He's so cheerful, he's been lying flat on his face for three days. <laughs> I saw old Rudge from the Board of Trade in the street last night. Yeah, he put a penny in a pillar box, looked up at Big Ben and said, Good Lord, I've lost three stone. Here, yeah, you haven't drunk your beer, Mr. Lamb. No, I don't like drinking it, Mildred. I just like blowing the froth off. Oh, well, brightens up the wallpaper, I suppose. I say, let's have a little sing-song, shall we? There's an old mill by the stream. Lennox Brown! Out of tune, pick, you know, chap. Wrong words, too. <laughs> Better than that. Come on, let's start again now. One, two, and stop this at once. Oh, not very well, sir. I'm here to talk about this tea business. It's all right, Sir Gregory. We've given it up. We're drinking beer, as you suggested. Oh, yes, we've got a barrel in the map cupboard. A it. When I proposed ale as a national drink, I wasn't suggesting you turn your office into a beer garden. I won't have this firkin about. In future, you lot will stick to water. Water, Sir Gregory? Yes, especially as you made a complete mess of this whole campaign. But surely not, sir. I mean, beer drinking has gone up 20%. Maybe it has, but the object of the exercise was to stamp out tea. And tea drinking has gone up 40%. Has it really, Sir Gregory? Well, it's probably people trying to sober up after all the beer. All the great British public being obstinate as usual. Either way, it's got to stop. Do we need more adverts? No. That mamby-pamby nonsense is a washout. Dr. Medler's analysis shows the stuff is bad for you, and we have to cut imports. There's no question anymore. Tea must be officially banned, as I said in the first place. Well, I still feel a complete ban is rather severe and drastic, sir. I'm a severe and drastic man. Quite. Uh, but, I mean, forbidding things can have very serious effects, you know. I mean, look at America. During Prohibition, tea could go underground. I'll risk it, Leonard Brown. I'll risk it. <laughs> This is William Softcastle with a world at once. <laughs> first, a summary of the news from John Curl. In their first big move since last month's government tea ban, police today made a sudden swoop on London Airport. They seized a huge haul of tea believed to be more than a quarter of a pound. <laughs> An elderly lady is helping police with their inquiry. <laughs> the medical council meeting, a London doctor has been struck off for overprescribing tea. It was said that patients had been seen in his front garden unashamedly drinking the beverage from vacuum flasks and even cups and saucers. Reports are just coming in of another police raid, this time on the Robin Redbreast Tea Rooms in Tunbridge Wells, closed by magistrates last month. Forty middle-aged women and two curates have been detained. Since the dumping of stocks in the channel, a large tea slick is threatening the south coast. Authorities at Brighton are trying to stop bathers going down to the beach for a drink. <laughs> the news now back to William Softcastle. Tea, a nasty habit or a ruthless killer? We talk first to an anonymous tea junkie. We must warn you that this interview may be unsuitable for children and those of a nervous disposition. 
corridor. Right. I've pulled down the blinds. We should be safe. New paw, Mildred. Right. Yeah. Oh. oh, that does look good. Oh, my word. Quick, quick. Milk and sugar. I can't wait a moment longer. Oh. We've come to this. Snatching a quick couple in constant dread of the post office tea detective act. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Lamb, did you know that he's going round denouncing people? Anyone he suspects is even thinking about tea. Yeah, well, I feel sorry for him. It's becoming an obsession. <gasps> Someone's coming. Oh, quick, put the pot away, Mildred. And the cups in the drawer. Mark yes, teacher's head. Oh, yes. Yes, well done. We'll be all right now. <clears throat> Would you believe it, one? I just caught Parker of Pensions out on the fire escape, having a quick tea fix from his hip flask. Good Lord, has he no shame at all? I told Sir Gregory, of course. We at the top must set an example. <clears throat> oh, that's quite right, quite right. <clears throat> I say, one, why is the milk and sugar on your desk? What? Oh, I, um... Uh, he sucks lumps of sugar for energy, sir. Yes, 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 as Mildred says. And then I, I wash them down with milk, you see, yeah. <laughs> Anyone at home? Oh, it's you, Dr. Medler. Come in. I called to return your science magazine. Ah, the new apothecary. Did you enjoy it? Oh, very much, very much. It's given me five new germs to worry about. <laughs> There's even more in this month's issue. Oh, splendid. By the way, remember that brown liquid you brought me some weeks ago? And you found it unfit for human consumption. <laughs> well, we all know what that was, don't we? Some kind of fertilizer, I assume. Hmm? I poured some in my peony... And it's shot up. Now, I was wondering where I could buy some more. Fertilizer? That was tea. Tea? Are you sure? Positive. I poured it myself from our blue teapot. What did you say? The, the blue teapot? Oh, blimey. That was fertilizer, too. That's where I keep the stuff for our window box. Oh. Oh, good grief. Then the whole nation's been deprived of tea because you sent the wrong sample. But it wasn't just a sample, was it? That magazine said tea was bad for you because of the bomb. Look, it's in this cupboard. No, give it to me. Let me see what it is. There you are. Nuclear tests may have polluted the tea throughout the world because... Wait a minute, wait. Look, there's a squash mosquito on that word. Look, it doesn't say tea at all. It's polluted the sea throughout the world. <laughs> you see what this means, don't you? There's no evidence at all that tea is harmful. The whole thing is just... You're blessed bungling, too. Oh, Mr. Lamb, how could you? Yeah, just you wait till Sir Gregory hears about this. He'll have your ears for ashtrays. But, Ronnie, what is an excuse to ban tea anyway? So as to cut down imports. He'll stand by me. Won't he? Lamb, I've a bone to pick with you. Oh, he won't. <laughs> I've just come from the Prime Minister. He's very worried about this rash tea ban of yours. Mine, Sir Gregory, but it was you who said... Be quiet, man. I know you had this daft idea it would cut down imports, but it hasn't worked. Really, Sir Gregory? Well, it, it's cut down imports, all right, but all the countries who once sold us tea are heading back. They're refusing to buy our exports of cycle clips and Union Jack tea towels. <laughs> World trade is in jeopardy. So you want this tea ban withdrawn, sir? Well, of course, but how can we do that? Thanks to Lamb's meddling, we've told the public tea is poisonous. Well, what if Dr. Medler and I did further research and uh, came up with an antidote? Suppose we could guarantee that all future tea supplies would be totally harmless. Then you'd earn my gratitude and that of the whole nation... But, but this would take time, wouldn't it? Oh, of course, Sir Gregory. But uh, we should have an answer in the morning. My 
dear cat, that's remarkable. Yes. And uh, by the way, sir, just by the way, uh, that little uh, leave application I put in. Oh, yes, yes, you uh, you wanted 23 weeks leave, didn't you? Must have a solid break, sir. Yes, yes, well, it, it seemed rather excessive at first, but uh, yes, yes, of course you can have it. Thank you, sir, thank you. Well, I'll wait to hear from you, Lennox Brown. Well done again. Mildred. Yes? Hand me that electric kettle, would you? Now then, too. You're not going to hit me with the kettle again. The please. thought had crossed my mind, too, but it seems a waste of brewing up time, doesn't it? So, on second thoughts, we'll all have a nice cup of tea. Oh, yeah. Come on. Come on. Come on.